0: Why the Bucs, man? Why do you choose the Bucs? And it was a no brainer. Brady has all kinds of time, goes toward the end zone. It's a caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay by Evans. Eight seconds, seven seconds. Brady to throw, throws a deep pass downfield. Scotty Miller in the open.
1: Makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa
0: Out of the gun, play action fake pass to Gutkowski. He's gonna score a touchdown. Touchdown Tamalei. Holy Gronkaboli. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. And they the Cannons. Cannons. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them.
1: Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an emergency edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host from Bucksnation.com, Evan Wanish. Today, we are reacting to the breaking news that fifth-year linebacker Devin White has requested a trade. Now, uh, this has obviously been a hot topic with Devin White in particular because, I mean, a month ago, we were talking about some cryptic posts on his Instagram, uh, you know, basically saying farewell to the Tampa Bay fans, thanking the organization, things of that nature. And, like, we've seen stuff like that f- before from players that you can usually just write off as, like, oh, this guy's maybe just a little dramatic on social media. Um, you know, but but it definitely seems like an uneasy feeling that people have had. But, I, I mean, ultimately, that feeling that anyone may have had was confirmed today when the man himself asked for a trade out of Tampa. He He's been saying since the day he was drafted that, you know, once that fifth-year deal came around, it was going to be pretty expensive, and he was going to be looking to be a hundred million-dollar linebacker in the NFL. Seems like the Bucs were just going to go ahead and let him play out this year, and then try to negotiate or get something rolling. Greg Allman had spoken November of last year and uh, talked a little bit about that. You know, the way he had been playing, if he was still a hundred million-dollar linebacker, maybe had mentioned. You Know the Bucks and Devin White not necessarily being in the same place on what that compensation would be. Everything that goes into it leads up to today, and uh, we're here talking about it. Evan, how are you?
0: I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I almost said pretty well, but then I also said good, so yeah, it said like yeah, pretty good, but whatever. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, definitely, uh, definitely a, a surprise, I, I think. Um, because d- despite what you thought about it, whether you were in favor of an extension for Devon White, whether you were against an extension for Devon White, I think a lot of people figured that you know he would remain in Tampa. And let me make this clear: he still may. Like this, this does not mean that he's going to be on on, on another team. He's going to get traded. He very well may not be traded. Like trade requests happen a lot, and they. Don't always come to fruition, so uh, I would keep an eye on the the trade front for sure. But it's not a slam dunk, I don't think. Now, um, this you, you pretty much nailed it. I think the Bucks' expectation was that he was going to play on the fifth year option, and that they were going to take a look at his play from that year, and then you know, hey, if the 20 million dollar offer which i mean hasn't really been confirmed but it just he mentioned it you know he made that comment at the combine and then there's been some rumblings but nothing really concrete that like oh that's the number he's looking for but you can infer a lot from that and um so i think the Bucks were going to look at a contract extension at that point but obviously devon white likely wants it now and and i'm sure the Bucks would wouldn't mind doing it now, but this signals to me that they're pretty far apart. And and I think that Devin White is maybe thinking that we're so far apart that there's nothing that can be done to get us closer, uh, to a number that makes sense for both sides. So we'll see what happens. And obviously we're about two weeks away, about two and a half weeks away from the draft, I think. So I would think you'd obviously want to do this before the obviously either before the draft or on draft night. So you can, you know, you get, picks to find a replacement because if you were to trade him that's a huge huge piece of your defense despite you know whatever you think of him still a starter and it's a significant part of the Todd bulls defense so um it'll be interesting to see what happens and it was definitely a surprise uh coming out this afternoon
1: yeah first round pick in the 2019 nfl draft over the four seasons in tampa bay obviously a super bowl championship in 2020 with tom brady at the helm 2019, uh, 91 combined tackles, two and a half sacks, and a pick. 2020, 140 tackles, his highest so far. Uh, Nine sacks that season, which a lot of people gave him praise for. Probably his best season thus far. 2021, 128 combined tackles, three and a half sacks. 2022, 124 combined tackles, five and a half sacks. A total of 483, 20 and a half sacks, and one interception in his career. Now, something that Devin White has always gotten a lot of crisis, uh, criticism for is a couple things. One of them is a lack of consistency, and uh, I think that was especially highlighted in the beginning of was it the 2021 season? No, it was 2022. After they beat Dallas, when he said sometimes he just gets a little bored out there, right?
0: Well, it was it was the um, it was after they beat the Falcons at home, when they, and they were two and zero, yeah. They were they were up. Um, no, it wasn't. It was week four or five. Um, it was it was week five because it was after that Kansas City like when the yeah, defense you're right. got they, shredded. They were two and zero after beating and, New Orleans for good. And and, and and the and the Bucks were they were up twenty one nothing, and the Falcons started to come back in the fourth quarter, and that's because Devin White was asked about oh you know defense you have a twenty one nothing lead like shut the door, and then he said that like oh you, you know get a little bored sometimes, yeah it's just not wise it's not a wise comment.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Um, we're not going to get on here and say anything about Devin White's character. That's for for everyone else to to you know get on Twitter and talk about. Um, you know, I've always kind of liked him as a player. I never thought he was the best team first guy, but I, I mean, here we are. He, he won't be in the Red and Pewter next year more than likely. Um, had a couple of in, in had a couple of inkling feelings that obviously he had always talked about what his market was going to be, but. He's made cryptic posts in the past that love to get people going on Instagram. And I feel like a lot of the players that do that, it's just it, it sooner or later, you really can't be surprised when you when you see him in the news for uh, for something like this. So Devin White, great player, um, you know, could be better. I think a lot of those criticisms and, and what he brought to the uh, to the Bucks defense, most people would categorize him as in. Listen, and this isn't my direct take. This is just what I've heard a lot. Uh, maybe an over glorified off ball linebacker. Because he's fast, doesn't make every single tackle, and uh, his biggest weakness is is his coverage. And uh, I don't know how much better that got in 2022. But even with the impressive tackle numbers, I think a lot of the people who are critical on the film of Devin White definitely don't have uh, $100 million contract things to say about him.
0: Yeah, and that's not to say, and I'm not as low on Devin White as some people. There's some people who think he shouldn't even be a starter in the NFL. I think he's a starting caliber player, but at the same time, if you're looking for $100 million, you're not a $100 million player. So um, if that's what he's asking for, you know, you kind of got to hope that the Bucks stick to their guns here and, and not cave in. And I think John Legend sort of said the same thing on Twitter. Um, you know, he hopes that the Bucks don't cave in to Devin White's contract demands because, you know— they they've done a good job of identifying the players that they want to keep long-term and they keep them long-term. And then they do a good job of identifying the players that don't really fit in the plans and they let them walk. So I think they really need to do that here. They need to make that decision. And I hope that, the decision of paying him $100 million versus, and we don't know exactly what value he has in a trade, but versus a, probably a day two pick. Like you're probably getting a, a day two pick back in a trade, either late second, maybe early slash mid third round picks, one of those two. Um, you have to weigh that. What's more valuable to you? Uh, because also, <laughs> It's what we talked about, I believe, with like a guy like Russell Gage. Like, if you want to get rid of the player, you got to replace the player. So you have to weigh the replacements as well for Devin White. And um, we'll talk a little bit in a few minutes here about some options they have there not much in the free agent market. There wasn't much in the, there was a lot in the free agent market to begin with Uh quickly dried up there. Obviously the bucks re-signed Levante David, but now sitting here in mid April, you're, you're not going to find, um, I mean, maybe there might be a veteran or two still sitting there that, that could make sense, but you're not going to find a guy who's going to be spectacular for you on, you know, on April 11th or April 12th, whatever, you know, whatever that may be. So, um, you know, you're probably gonna have to look to the draft for a replacement and maybe you use the pick that you get for Devin White as a, as that capital to find that replacement. But like I said, we'll see. You know, it's this could very well end it could be a negotiation tactic. You know, Devin White leaks that, hey, you know, what he wants out, the Bucks cave in, give him the offer he wants. You know, it it could very well be the case. And we'll just have to wait and see. I I don't think that he's going to get traded immediately. Like, I don't think tonight you're going to hear news about him traded. I think it's going to take some time. Uh, I think it could be a few days leading up to the draft. It could be on draft night. Who knows? But um, obviously, things are appearing to be heading towards a breakup between the two sides. Yeah, and and one of the things you had mentioned I just wanted to
1: reiterate um was Jason Light and the Bucks' ability over the last few years to kind of shed some players that were, you know, hey, maybe you're taking a little bit more of a risk here by letting this guy walk, or maybe trading this guy away wasn't your best option, or maybe cutting your number one corner uh in the middle of a season, you know, maybe that could come back to bite you in the ass. But it seems like when you look at those moves, the Bucks usually end up on the right side of things, but Again, this is a much bigger move or at least a much bigger feeling move. Not necessarily because Devin white is a hundred million dollar linebacker because I don't think he was going to get paid that here in Tampa, truthfully, but he's a first round pick. You know what I mean? We all top, top
0: five, pick. Top, yeah, five top, pick
1: top five pick just to yeah. reiterate that all the way back in 2019, which feels like just yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that we're already looking at year five of this guy's career, but uh you know, it, it is a much bigger deal because of the pick. And like we have often regarded this guy, what whatever opinion you have on Devin White as a player, we've usually touted him as one of the top three, top four players on this defense every year since he's been here. I mean, aside from maybe twenty nineteen when you were still figuring out what you had in him. But after that, man, after that twenty twenty season, after that twenty twenty season, you want to talk about, you know, I mean, Devin White's head getting a little big, maybe, but you want to talk about the fans and all the good things they had to say about him. You want to talk about all the analysts who said he was the best linebacker in the NFL following that 2020 season. You remember. You remember just as well as I do. There were more yeah. than a few notable people well, saying, hey, this this guy is the best bar-for-bar bar linebacker in the NFL. And listen, he had a little run on that 2020 Super Bowl run. He had yeah. a great run. Let's give that defense all the credit they deserve. Again, Devin White, great player. Great player but 2021 and 2022 did not tell me he was a 100 million dollar linebacker and um
0: yeah it just seems like he hasn't uh he hasn't uh, adjusted it seems like he's living off of the the splash plays and he's not living off of what actually gets a linebacker paid that money now one of the reasons he may not be traded is i'm sure he wants to um he will basically say like, hey, if- he wants to be the highest paid linebacker yes. in the NFL.
1: And, and there and, and, is not and,
0: there is. Is there a team in the NFL
1: right now that exactly. wants to
0: make him let's, the highest paid linebacker right. in the league? And, and and here's the thing. Like, OK, let's say the Bucks are talking with Team X and Devin White says, well, I want this. And Team X goes, we ain't giving you that. And Devin White says, well, I'm not Then I'm, you know, then you're either going to have me as a one year rental or I just won't play for you. You can trade for me, but I won't play for you. Why is Team X gonna give the Bucks anything to, to get this guy? So, um, and also, I mean, just because the trade request, that does not mean that if the Bucks hold on to him, that he's gonna be holding out. Like, that doesn't mean he won't be playing. We don't know that yet. You know, we have no idea yet. But um it, it is crazy that uh it's sort of Devin White. Devin white has some leverage here because he can really dictate the type of offer that Tampa Bay gets. Now, if a team can come to terms, like if Devin white's like, yeah, like, Hey, like I want this, this and this, and teams like, okay, we'll give you that, that, and that. And then, you know, that all of a sudden becomes much more valuable to that team. Devin white becomes much more valuable. And now that team may offer up that, that third round pick, that second round pick for Devin white. So, um, (laughs) I think it's going to be an interesting few weeks here leading up to the draft to see what happens uh, with this scenario. And and you're right. You hit the nail right on the head with 2020. his, His regular season was up and down 2020. But his playoff run, he was a big reason they won that Super Bowl. And then 2021 and 2022, he was fine. But that's not a $100 million player. Roquan Smith just got $100 million from the Baltimore Ravens. That's not Devin White. Like, Roquan Smith is not Devin White. And just for comparison, because Roquan Smith was recently just traded because his team didn't want to pay him, Roquan Smith was traded from the Bears to the Ravens for a second and a fifth round pick. So um, I think Roquan Smith is probably a little bit highly regarded uh, more highly regarded than Devin White, I should say. So I wouldn't necessarily expect that same compensation. I would say probably a little bit less. Um, but I do think that's on the right pat- path, maybe a, a third-round pick and like a seventh-round pick or something as a, as a return. But we'll see if he's traded at all.
1: Yeah, wanted to talk about the possible trade scenarios for Devin White. Given what we know now, um, You know, Devin White requesting a trade because he doesn't want to play in the fifth-year option in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks do not want to extend his contract as of right now. They were hoping he would play on the fifth year and negotiate next year when that cap hit comes in. They have a little bit more money to to really throw on the table at him if they wanted to. Yes, and,
0: and and Adam Schefter said that the Bucks do not want to trade him. Yeah, they do the, the Bucks
1: to. made it clear they don't want to trade him. Schefter, just like you had confirmed there. And, uh, you know, unless a team wants to come in and make him the highest paid linebacker in the NFL while also compensating the Bucs, it just doesn't seem likely. So it, we are kind of a stalemate, but that obviously does not rule out something happening on draft night, which as of right now, I think if we're going to see this happen somewhat soon, draft night's going to be your best chance. And there's obviously a couple of scenarios there, but uh, what are you thinking here as far as Devin White? And uh, how soon do we see this play out? Is this something that, you know, drags out past, uh, maybe, I, I mean, hopefully not in a training camp, then you have a real problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what the Bucs are going to want to avoid, right? You're going to want to avoid this being a distraction for um, you know as much as you can. So I, 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 I do think, I see it, and that's the thing. We don't know if he's holding out or not. Like, has he given the Bucks indication that, hey, like, if I'm not traded, like, I'm not playing for you, like, unless I get a new contract. We don't know. So... If that's the case, then I think the pressure ramps up on the Buccaneers to get a deal done. And I would expect if a deal does get done, I would be very, very surprised if it didn't happen some point either a day or two leading up to the draft or over that weekend because um, I just think the Bucks have to take advantage of it in this year's draft I I don't think you know trading him for 2024 picks would be awfully smart Um, I think you should be better served getting the picks for this year and trying to get the guys in that you want to build this thing around this year Um, the other thing that's interesting and maybe a reason why the Bucks are a little bit hesitant. Uh, we talk about, okay, Devin White's in year five now, right? You know, it's always crazy to me because I can't believe Tristan Worf is going into year four. Like, that's it's always puts in my mind. And this isn't about Tristan Wirfs. This it's just, is it's about –
1: It's just the time. It, it's just. Well,
0: no, this isn't about Tristan Wirfs at all. Like, Tristan Wirfs will get his fifth-year option picked up, whatever. This is about the other guy that has his contract up the same time that Devin white does. That's Antoine Winfield jr. He does not have a fifth year option. That's a four year rookie deal. So that means his contract is up this coming off season next, you know, after the season. So, the Buccaneers likely looked at it and were like, Man, like if you're paying Devin White $100 million, you might be hard pressed to pay Anton Winfield Jr. what he wants. And we don't know exactly what he wants, but I think it's going to be a good bit of money. So, and I think the Bucs are wise to prioritize Anton Winfield Jr. over Devin White. So that's another reason, not to mention that Tristan Worms may be signing in two years' time, maybe signing the biggest contract for an offensive lineman in NFL history. So, hey,
1: hey I, I would not be shocked one bit. If we saw Tristan Wurst go ahead and lock himself up as a buck uh, before that critical negotiation period, you know what I mean? Does it a year early, gets it out of the way. We saw Vita Vea do it. He wasn't due for a contract for another season or two, and uh, he locks him up with a long-term extension. So as far as Antoine Winfield Jr. goes, just like you said, that's another guy that could obviously maybe break the safety market depending on what his play in 2023 looks like. I mean, he is – he is definitely a, a top five safety in the NFL without a doubt right now. Um, so with that being said, this stuff does give the Bucks a little more flexibility to sign future guys like Antoine Winfield Jr. who could have gotten away from him if they had prioritized Devin White and giving him what that market calls for, which is a lot more uh, than probably what a safety would get paid on that same deal. Um, and then yeah, obviously cool. Tristan Wirth coming into the fold as well.
0: And here's a a tough thing, and Greg Allman makes a great point. He just tweeted out. He said, my question, why now? Why does Devin White wait until a month into free agency when teams have spent most of their money and filled most of their needs to ask for a trade? More than half the league doesn't even have the cap space to take on a eleven point seven million dollars salary, and by the way, that's guaranteed. So that is not that's a fifth year option. There is no restructuring that. There is no nothing. Now, if a team would agree to an extension, you can bring that cap hit down for this year. You can do that. Um, as I remember, a lot of people were like, "Well, a way they can save cap space. The Bucks, you know, is by you know extending Devin White, because you can lower that twenty twenty three cap hit. So you can do that, but." Yeah. Why now? Because it really, it puts not only if Devin White wants to be gone, it puts him in a pigeonhole, but it also puts the Buccaneers in a pigeonhole because now there's going to be less suitors than there were a month ago at this time. So some people I'm sure would have, you know, would have been interested in Devin White. They've moved on. They've signed other linebackers. They've made other moves. They've traded away draft picks. So, um, It is interesting, and I do think that's something that you're just going to have to keep in the back of your mind when you're talking about these negotiations. And again, why I said that a trade is not a slam dunk. And that's another reason why I don't think a trade is a slam dunk. It's certainly I think obviously certainly increases the likelihood of a trade. um, But I I don't think it's it's 100 percent a guarantee that he's going to get dealt. And that's another big reason why.
1: Yeah. Now. As we start to wrap this thing up, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention. There's a glaring hole at linebacker now. Uh, You got Levante David back. Yeah, Yeah, you got Levante David back for another season. But in the scenario that Devin White is uh, dealt, you know, either the night of the draft or between now and week one of the NFL season, you're going to have to basically put another player there. And uh, to find another linebacker at this stage of free agency that is as good as Devin White, eh, probably not going to happen. Uh to find another linebacker that's as good as Devin White in the NFL draft in round 1, 2 or 3, Evan is the question I wanted to ask you. How likely does that look now for the Bucks to maybe target a linebacker in those early rounds? And um are there any that you like? I mean, you know, finding a guy who's going to come in and perform pick up right where Devin White left off, that's a pretty tall task and I can't imagine, you know, any day 2 or 3 picks are going to come in here and do that for the organization right off of the bat, but they're going to address this the best way they know how. And again, with the limited resources, with free agency winding down and that list of names getting shorter, uh, it seems like the draft may be the Buck's best option. What are you thinking here?
0: Yeah, and the thing about it is it probably is the best option if you're looking for an immediate replacement. But if you're looking for an immediate replacement in round one, might be disappointed.
1: Hey, hey, um, actually, you know what? I, I Sorry not to cut you off. Go ahead. But before we even talk about the draft, I mean, you want to talk about immediate replacements? Is there
0: anything on the roster, maybe like a KJ Britt? I, oh, I, I just don't know if KJ Britt can has shown you enough in this limited action. I know it's been limited, but like, there's a lot of guys on this Bucks defense
1: who are going to be starting, and and yeah, that's the question. Yeah, for sure. is, you know, I mean, they just paid Anthony Nelson whatever the hell they paid him. And sure. The question is, has he showed you enough? And and like they, that's that's kind of the tone of this Bucks team this year. So. I, I guess I, you know, I want to talk about that possibility too, because it's not the sexy possibility, but I do think it's a little, yeah. little more realistic given the circumstances.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it's, I just, are you really going to give Levante David and maybe finally you an NFL as running mates to be KJ Britt. Like, you know, I mean, just Britt just hasn't shown enough one, enough athleticism to play linebacker on top of his defense. Um, and just, their depth at linebacker has been terrible for years. Like Kevin Minter was a fine backup, but then he started to get like cooked. Like towards the 2021 season, like he was cooked. Um, and then like but like if Devin White or Levante David went down for an extended period of time, they were screwed. Like and luckily that didn't really happen in, in the few years that they were together. But like their their depth at linebacker hasn't been too good. So I just don't know if you can I understand that, like, yes, they're going to give younger players opportunities. They know that the Super Bowl contention window has closed. At the same time, Todd Bowles is trying to win football games. Like his job may depend on it. Like, and does he really think KJ Britt as a starting linebacker on this team is going to get the job done? Like, I just, I just don't know. So, I think while you know it's a possibility, it is a possibility. I just think that. They could really look to whatever they trade for Devon Wayne. They could look to turn that into their his replacement. So I have three names though, and I and none of these three are going to be guys at nineteenth overall. And we'll get into the draft. We were actually going to get into it probably the next episode, but this the next episode turned into this episode. So now next episode we will be getting into the draft. Um, But as far as nineteenth overall, I don't see it. I don't see any fits. Now could they maybe trade down further in the draft into the late twenties? Pick up another day. Two pick and then get one, maybe, but I'm looking at the second round and a few guys. There's Drew Sanders from Arkansas, who actually I wrote a draft profile on for BucksNation.com. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas, kind of a Swiss Army knife for the Arkansas defense. Um, can can rush the passer, reminds me a lot of uh, he's a skinnier type, but uh, Mark, uh, like a Micah Parsons. Um, he, he can rush the pass or he can play coverage. He can do a lot of different things. The other one's Jack Campbell, who, uh, from Iowa, who I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of, uh, he'll probably be a day two pick. I think drew Sanders is the only one who might sneak in the round one. Uh, he he could be a guy in the back half around one, maybe, but I think Jack Campbell was going to be a day two pick. And then another day two pick is uh, Dayon Henley from Washington state. He's, he's climbing up some boards. I think he was going to be like a late third, early fourth round pick. Now it wouldn't surprise me if he's a second round pick. So I think those are the three names that make the most sense. Um, if you're looking to, uh, find an immediate replacement who's going to come in and be a starter. And look, then the Bucks need like their draft picks, especially their early ones, like their first three or four picks. They need to be guys that come in and contribute immediately. Like they have to be. So, and we'll talk about that more and why that's such a necessity. You know, we have a couple of draft shows coming up. We have plenty of time to talk about that, but linebacker to replace Devin White, Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Deion Henley, all those guys, they're coming in. They're going to be an immediate contributor. Like they are going to be a contributor right away. So I think that would be a bonus outside of those guys. I mean, you have Noah Suell, who is uh, the brother of Penny Suell from the Detroit Lions tackle. So, um, knows who well was actually a really highly regarded player, but didn't really, hasn't really played as good as people hoped he would. So he'll probably be a late second, the third round pick. Uh, he's the possibility. Past that, though, it really drops off. And it's not the strongest linebacker class to begin with. So I think if you're looking for an immediate replacement, I think one of those four guys, but more specifically, one of the first three that I mentioned, Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Dan Henley, as those uh, immediate replacement guys who can also be pretty productive.
1: It'll be something to uh, monitor here as we obviously get closer to the NFL draft and continue to look for a replacement now. Uh, for former Bucks linebacker Devin White. Why well, I wouldn't
0: up? say I wouldn't say former. That's true.
1: That's it, true. It is not over until it is over. Um, so with that being said, did want to wrap it up with this tidbit of information from Greg Allman just on the cap space and and what it would take to make a move for Devin White. Uh, obviously, making him the highest paid linebacker in the NFL is one thing, but as it stands, only seven NFL teams have twenty million dollars in cap space. The Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bears, Lions, Packers, Colts, and the Eagles. And uh, any team acquiring Devin White would probably need to be committed to paying him top-tier linebacker money And, and here's the problem. Here, here yeah, is the go. problem. Uh, the the top of that inside linebacker market looks like this. Roquan Smith, five years, $100 million. Shaq Leonard, five years, $98 million. Fred Warner, five years, $95 million. Tremaine Edmonds four years $72 million and CJ Mosley rounding it out five years $85 million. The million dollar question: where does Devin White fit into that equation?
0: Well, here's a mention mention the teams again with $20 million or more in Cash Space.
1: The Cardinals? Yep. The Panthers? Yep. The Bears. The Lions. The Packers.
0: The Colts. And the Eagles. One team makes sense. It's it's the Eagles, and they're the team that historically has not put much value on the linebacker position. So is Howie Roseman, the GM of the Eagles, is he really going to sit there and say, not only are we going to give up a day two pick for Devin White, but we're also going to pay him $100 million. He's rarely done that with linebackers. It's just the Eagles don't operate that way. So, The one team on there that makes the most sense is the Eagles, and they're the one team that I know their philosophy hasn't been spending big-time resources at the linebacker position. So, again, not would not be surprising if a trade does not happen. It it certainly could, and like I said, the possibility has rose significantly, but this is not a slam dunk to happen.
1: So let me ask you one more question before we wrap up shop here. Uh, If he does not get – Traded, doesn't get signed, dealt. What does he do? Does he refuse to play? I, I mean, de- <laughs> you know, is it, d- does Devin White strike you as a guy who would refuse to play? Because it, personally for me, it's kind of 50-50. I really don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, that's tough. He's, you don't know what his, what his mindset is. Uh, I mean, because at the same time, if you play, let's say, you, all right, I'm going to play on the fifth year option. I'm going to prove him wrong. Let's say he gets hurt. He's screwed. If he gets hurt, like he could be, he could play his way into, you know, a hundred million dollar contract. He could certainly play his way out of it, but he could also get hurt and get out of it. So I think he wants that commitment. And it, it, it's tough because you just you don't know. You have no idea. Is this is he really done with the team, or is this sort of a a leverage thing, a negotiation thing, or is he like like unless you're paying me, like I'm not putting on a Bucks uniform ever again? So, um, I I, I would think based on what I've seen and stuff. I mean, Roquan Smith played like he he played, um, but I think he might hold out. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if, if he held out. Uh, but at the same time, like if you want to get a trade, like going deeper into the summer, that's not going to help you. Like the best thing that may help you get your trade or even get your money is by like, is by playing and playing well. Like, that may, like, and then, like, maybe even the Bucks are the team to do it. Like, and then, like, players don't want to leave. Like, players don't typically want to leave because you have to pack up your entire family, your entire life. He has developed a life in in Tampa for the last four years now. Like, imagine, you know, saying tomorrow, saying to whoever you live with, hey, yeah, we're going to pack up. It's not that easy. So players typically want to stay. So if if the Bucks are offering the money he wants, sure. Like, I'm sure he would like to stay. But right now it's not happening. And it doesn't seem like it's going to happen unless he starts to prove it, which, again, does Devin White feel like it is worth the risk? And that I, that I don't know high risk, high reward here for the bucks. Uh wait and see how this thing goes. And plays and out. for Devin White, and for yeah, Devin White.
1: Absolutely. The clock is ticking for both sides again as we are just a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft. We will keep you guys updated obviously on potential replacements for Devin White and some more defensive prospects on the next episode of the Cannon Fire podcast, but that's gonna do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on an emergency edition of the pod. Go find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Canon Fire Podcast, best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL and check out his written work at BucksNation.com. I know you got some draft profiles, but anything else you got this week?
0: Yeah, going to keep up with the profiles. I uh, I bro- I covered the, the Devin White stuff. Um, and then also, for people that are listening to this premiered, you guys get a sneak peek. But by the time most people listen to this, they'll probably be out. I'm going to be looking at just a few possible destinations uh, for, for Devin White that, that could make some sense. I'm not necessarily looking at cap situations. I, I'll, I'll try my best to make sure it's as realistic as possible. Um, but just some teams that, maybe to keep an eye on looking forward
1: to it last but not
0: least you can find myself instagram
1: and twitter at reticus r h e t t a k u s. if you follow me i will follow you back but that's the show thank you guys once again for listening we'll catch you in the next one until then and as always go bucks thank you for listening to believe